there's a big community of tour operators who want to be building their direct business, um, uh, who want to be growing their, their organic reach. Um, but content marketing is hard and time consuming and expensive. Um, so we just provide a shortcut to that. We create content, we aggregate lots of content, we aggregate lots of um, uh, expert professional travel writers, we build audiences and we pass users over to our partners um, when they're ready to book. All right, I'm sitting with Matthew Barker, Horizon Guides. Lovely to meet you, Matt. Yeah, likewise. How you doing? You've been, yeah, good. You've been interacting in the tour, tour for newer content community there for quite a long time and i've been following you on linkedin as well you've it's it's always been good to see you around the traps and you are the you are the first what tech startup person whatever to come on on this aspect of the show the multi-day okay, show yeah, so yeah. welcome on it's good to be here yeah what is what is horizon guides in in a couple of sentences yeah so um we're a book we're a um a content platform uh we do effectively hands-free content marketing for um for tour operators so there's a as you know like there's a big community of tour operators who want to be building their direct business um uh, who want to be growing their their organic reach um but content marketing is hard and time consuming and expensive um so we just provide a shortcut to that we create content we aggregate lots of content we aggregate lots of um uh, expert professional travel writers we build audiences and we pass users over to our partners um when they're ready to book so we offer a cost right. per click uh cost per click advertising model um so we've got the audience we aggregate content we aggregate lots of partners we bring them into one place mm -hmm. um and then we send users to our partners uh, when they're ready to book direct run cool so uh I want to talk about this first stuff, right? It's not meant to be a tech picture, whatever. There's stuff, there's stuff I want to talk about in the industry, right? But as a potential client of Horizon Guides, uh, my, my understanding is this, and I'm going to take what you just said and I guess try to put it into layman's terms, um, is effectively tour operators, very, very busy. Um, and even if even if they are doing quite well at getting traffic from Google, they're always, you know, there's, there's always many, many spots available in Google, right? right? You guys are absolute professionals at writing incredible. I've seen the articles, very, very high quality tour, uh, tourism content related yeah. to specific destinations, right? Yeah. So you're writing about gorillas in Rwanda and the best yeah. time to visit Peru or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. And people coming in, they're reading the article. And this is where it's a bit fuzzy for me. At some point in the reading of the article, you're like linking out to tours that are relevant to this. Um, or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually it's, it's really it's really simple. The model itself is is very straightforward. Um, so we've got uh, the content side, watch our travel guides, and we've got what looks like a tours marketplace, and the and, and the platform we bring the two together. Um, mm -hmm. So you'll be reading um, a piece of content on an activity or, an, or a destination or an experience. Alongside that, we've got the um, uh, the, the, the the trips from the partners that are that are running that um, destination, um, and it's literally just a, a click from 
our content to their website. So we've got lots of inventory from all our partners and it's embedded across the platform. Um, so when you are uh, planning a particular activity, you've always alongside that, you've got um, a range of offerings from, from relevant tour operators. Right. Um, so you're going from, from us to, to, to their site direct. Um, and so CPC model, that's what you said. So, so, uh, basically yeah, pay-per-click, right? So every, so there's, there's no risk, zero risk up front for a tour operator. There's like no money that putting down. Zero risk, um, zero commitment. It's works there. It's akin to, to Google ads. Um, so you will, um, we've got, a a, a fairly straightforward admin dashboard. Create an account. You create a payment method. Um, you tell us what your monthly budget might be. Uh, you give us the trips that you want us to promote, um, and we just send clicks from us to to you um, on a monthly basis. And 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 our partners are bill per click uh, from 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 our side to theirs. Cool. Um, I just noticed so working with Cal Calpac Travel actually. Luca, yeah. Calpac Travel, they're good yeah. friends of ours. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Leatherback Travel. Yeah, yeah really. Right. Excellent business. Amazing guys. Yeah, yeah. They've, um, they're actually our, our partner uh, that help us run our women-only tours in on the Silk Road, and uh, right. they are yeah. fucking fantastic. Forgive the French. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so tour operator signs up to you, but like, all right. Um, I'm looking for information on Nepal hiking, right? Right. Yeah. I'm imagining that there might be more than one Nepal hiking company that's interested in appearing on the website. Sure. So how do you de- how do you determine who gets whose ad gets shown and who doesn't? Yeah, um, that's a that's a good question. So we we don't actually we've not really had that that problem yet. We're starting to have that problem with a handful of destinations, including, funnily enough, Nepal Trekkie. Um, yeah. Uh, we we have a lot of interest from from the Nepal trekking operators. We've got um, a few solutions to that. So um, obviously, like our paying, we have two tiers of membership. We have a, a premium membership, which is works on this cost per click model that I'm talking about. We also have a free membership that is 100% free, um, and um, the the only effective difference is users can't click direct from us to your site they have to go through a contact form which still brings a ton of value for those partners um so you get like a lead a, a trip inquiry um uh but obviously the premium partners are the ones who feature um more prominently across the platform mm-hmm. um the so there's a sort of platform tech angle to that um, one of the other things that we're really conscious of is we want to curate. We don't want to be a marketplace of every single tour. You know, like you've got Biotour, TripAdvisor, and that exists already. What our users care about and what we care about as a brand is a much more curated experience. So, lots we get lots of demand for Nepal trekking. It's a really good example because there's a lot of operators. And they all want to promote Everest Base Camp or the mm. Annapurna uh, Circuit uh, Sanctuary. 
Um, so we actually turn a lot of those people away or say, do you have some, like we've got so much great content on Nepal trekking in all of these different regions of Nepal, so like nine different regions of Nepal. And it, we get a lot of search demand for these places. Like our users want to go to these places. So we say, I have this conversation a lot, like, okay, you're welcome on the platform, but have you got something other than Everest Base Camp? Um, because these are the things that we, these are the things, these are the gaps. Um, right. So, so we have, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you pick? Do you write about Argentina first or does the Argent the operator come from Argentina? It's a bit of both. Um, is it, we've gone through a life, we've gone through, um, you know, the journey has been quite interesting over COVID and everything else. Before we were originally a VC funded startup. Um, we had a, a, a small but um, growing team here in Sheffield in England and we had a lot of money to play with, relatively speaking. Um, and at that point, we were kind of just throwing, we were picking subjects. We were looking at where the, what the demand is, where the interesting angles were. Because we've always, it's like this this idea of trying to be a bit curated. Like we've, we've tried to steer clear of um, the hyper-mass tourism angle and find, a, try and pick out something that's a bit different, a bit original. Um but yeah, like we were just looking at where the, what was out there and what 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 was interesting, what deserved some content. Um, uh, the reality for us is very different now. Like we're back in bootstrap mode. We bought our investors out about yeah. a year ago, so we took the company back. Um, it's literally just myself and my co-founder um, working from our home offices. Um, but it's kind of cool. It's, I mean, we're doing things in a very different way and in a way that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Um, that, honestly, hearing that, it, I, I'm, I'm, I hope there wasn't too many, too many painful nights in that, in that in, and I can imagine there, there were more than, there was more than one painful instance to have a story go like yeah. that. Um, obviously, yeah. when you took the funding, you had certain intentions and now you, yeah, just back to you and your co-founder. But yeah. I'm also relieved to hear that in certain ways, right? Like, this is a business to me that feels like, would be better off in the hands of a person and their co-founder as opposed to VC yeah. playing around. The place. Yeah, right. it was an interesting journey. It was yeah. an interesting journey, and I'm one. I'm glad we wouldn't be here. I mean, obviously, um, but but you know, things happen the way they happen, and we are where we are as a result. Um, I don't know how much of that I would change. Like, we need money, content. The kind of content that we produce is expensive. And I'm sure we'll get onto AI shortly, but like it's it's expensive, and we pay real journalists real money for their knowledge and their expertise. Yeah, I noticed actually. I just bumped into. I was I've been cruising around the website while I've been talking, right? And I recognized one of the names. Like I used to live in Chile. And oh yeah, I know, and I actually know. Um, I have met multiple times uh, Amanda Barnes, right? Oh yeah, um, yeah who is a very accomplished writer, travel yeah. wine writer for South America, yeah. that would not have been cheap. Um, so, yeah, you're doing a good job, obviously, of recruiting um, good, well-recognized writers. I'm sure you're, you're not paying one cent a word either, right? So No, no, yeah. Like, we're paying, we're paying um, proper rates. Like, we, from the outset, we, like, we could have taken shortcuts on this so many times. Um and and 
from the outset we've we've sort of gone into this doing it quote unquote the, the right way the proper way um and we'll continue to do that but even with with ai and the new reality of all of that but um yeah um where do, where how do we get onto this subject What's, what's the question I'm supposed to be answering? I don't know. I just kind of, I just kind of, inter, I don't even know if there was a question. I was just interjecting about uh, the writers and stuff like that. Yeah. I was just kind of commenting, actually. I remember the tangent started when we were talking about how you're, uh, you, you, you bought your VC out, right? Right, right. And that's right. kind of enabled you guys to really lean into what you're actually tr wanting to do, right? Yeah. Sort of build the sort of product yeah. you want to make, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so can we, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how we pick what we, so we have to sort of pick winners now before it was kind of mm. just like we'll 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 go out there we'll commission a lot of content a lot, a lot of different places it's much more focused now we sort of we know we've got lots of data at our disposal now so we know what kind of works and um so we're kind of looking at what fits the our brand and what we're trying to do and also what the demand of our partners um and right. uh, it's, it's kind of how we how we choose our content yeah i've noticed You've got a cycling in Scotland article. So does this mean you you work with niche operators as well? Yeah, like I would say, um, then the the more niche the 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 better. Like our our bread and butter is is the the logic of a platform like ours really works for single destination, um, or or or, or like kind of narrow destination operators, um, people that don't sell multiple parts of uh, uh, different places around the world. Um, people that, if you're going to travel with this operator and do this experience, you're only going to do that once in your life. Like mm. if you're traveling internationally, actually maybe Scotland is a bad example of this, but uh, I'm, sure, I'm sure most people will, will travel to, Scot to Scotland to do a cycling holiday once in their life. And next year they're going to go and do Right. Uh, somewhere else. So, our operators only they spend a lot of money acquiring to acquire a customer, whatever channel it is. You know, paid uh, OTAs, uh, organic, so on. It it'll cost money. Your lifetime value. I mean, Peter Simon's talking about this all the time. Your lifetime value of that customer is is very high, and and your retention rate is probably zero. Um, so that's why uh, the premise of what we're doing kind of makes sense. The idea is we yeah. aggregate the customer acquisition cost mm -hmm. and share that amongst all of our partners. So you might come to us to do a biking holiday in Scotland. And then maybe next year we'll say you're biking holiday in Chile. Mm -hmm. Um, and our Chile partner benefits from the fact that we acquired them for Scotland 12 months ago. That's interesting because it's kind of assuming that you're going to be building that exactly what you just said kind of assumes that you're going to be building an audio like a, re a recurring audience, right? Like yeah, it doesn't genuinely trust your brand. Is that what you're yeah. saying? Um, like, uh, I don't, I don't have the exact numbers at my fingertips, but like a, a, a big proportion of our of our users are coming from our from emails um, that we've acquired over the. I mean, we've been doing this for. Mm. Sit two years now, too long. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, this is the thing like all of these 
buzzwords, things that people talk about, data. Every business is supposed to be a data business. Every business is supposed mm -hmm. to be a publishing company. Every business is supposed to be oh. doing all these things. The AI company, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, it's bollocks. That every, uh, independent tour operators mm -hmm. are, are running their businesses. They're not doing all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's, all, it's potentially, it does a disservice to them, like to say, you know, you're, you've got to be thinking about this, you've got to be thinking about that. You know, in, in my experience, it's, it's just not always uh, realistic. Um, no, no, uh, totally. I totally understand what, you, what you're saying. Uh, so, and so far, every single one of these questions has just been purely self-motivated, right? I'm as a, I'm interested in business. I'm interested to show up for any business. If you're listening to this podcast, you should have figured that out, that out by now, right? Um, if someone, let's just say someone looks at your website, Horizon Guides, and they're like, yeah, you know what? Like, they don't quite have a piece of content that fits my brand. Can someone actually come in and commission a piece of content to go on the website with you? Or do you guys always have to weigh up whether it's worth the investment? Yeah. Um, no is a short that would be cool um and that might be something we we work towards eventually um now at the moment so there's no reason there's no necessity for us to have a guide on a subject for someone to sign up and list their business so that we they're almost two halves to the platform there's the content the guides and there's this sort of marketplace directory of, of partners and and inventory um, and we've got lots of inventory for destinations that don't have guides. Um, and actually, we generate value from that because the marketplace itself drives quite a lot of traffic. Right. Um, so people that are searching for all sorts of long-tail queries will find partners, travel companies, and trips um, that they're looking for. That said, the guides are our calling cards, right? The guides are, are what bring not just our users, our readers, but also our partners um, mm. to us. People see guides for their destinations and they, and they, and they register and, and, and sign up. Um, I would love to find a way of getting more partners for places that we've not invested all the time and money on content. I think that way is kind of developing over time. Cool. Um, all right. So let's, let's have some value. Uh, let's add some value. Let's get some, let's dig some gold out of that head. Yeah. I'm, um, I hate, so much. <laughs> I hate, I hate the, um, I hate the term picking. This is just going to be an aside, right? Um, but when people say, oh, can I pick your brain? It's like, yeah. um, actually, yeah. yeah. I, I love helping people, but that yeah. one quit that, that one, that, that phraseology just turns me off yeah. so much. It's because it's so, it's so directly, so, so like nakedly saying to someone, yeah. Hey, can you just like give me a ton give of me some value yeah, yeah, yeah. with no nothing like yeah. not even have a chat? Yeah. Probably you know a let's connect is runs a, a close second to that in like most head yeah. phrases, but yeah. I would say yeah. let's pick your brain. So anyway, let's mine this. Let's mine your head for gold. <laughs> sounds, it sounds just as painful, but yeah, fine. Yeah, it's a bit more fun though. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the quid pro quo is obviously we're we're recording. Um, so. If I'm trying to put together some amazing content for my website, you must have learned some um, a lot of lessons, right? But like, what are some what are some key standout go to lessons that you share when you ask this question? I guess. Yeah. Um, so the start point is 
is is usually pretty straightforward um for us um if a product exists or an experience exists or you know uh there, there are search results for something there are people who are running ads for something that's a pretty clear-cut indicator that that subject has some has an audience and that's that's what we care about right there are people looking for that subject um um so normally the first normally the the, st the start point is fairly straightforward um you know what are we what is this what should this content be about people know this already people like business owners especially tour operators people know what what are your customers asking you most frequently um you know what normally this is almost intuition um from that point there are all sorts of like reasonably useful data sources you can you can sort of mine um i mean like we, we use some paid some you know paid research tools things like sem rush and, and so on but to be honest um it's rarely tells you something you don't already know if you sort of know a bit about the the subject already mm -hmm. um but it will show you some you know some of the the main questions that people ask um google itself will show you the main questions that people ask like google if you run a search um you will get prompts people also searched for and it will tell you what people are searching for if you put it into the auto onto the search bar the autocomplete will tell you what people are searching for um and just to get with the times like something that we're using um uh increasingly now is you put it into chat gpt like what are people what you, you could these are the things that um that you can run uh you can use ai for like what are people who frequently asked questions um that kind of that kind of thing um pretty straightforward really to develop an outline of 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 what a piece of content um should consist of uh but then you've got to go and think like all right well so how are we going to produce this piece of content um and again you you go back to google and you see who is ranking for these who is already there for these questions as we all know like seo is a zero-sum game uh if you want to have a search result that means by definition you've got to displace another search result um so who who are you trying to displace with your with with your content um and you, you clearly you have to do a better job uh than them quite often that will be a more established website with more authority um in our like the sort of size we can be against uh you know it's it's the 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 biggest um publishing brands and travel guide mm. uh, uh, websites and newspapers i mean like the the the, the news Dude. yeah um sites have big travel sections and the the nature of our content this is the sort of stuff that we're going up against um right because so, you guys go for fairly you guys don't go from what I can tell. Um, your articles are quite long and detailed, but yeah, um, not hyper niche. 
any of them that I'm seeing, right, in terms of the best walking holidays in Europe is one of the titles of an article I've just yeah. laid up and on the side. And I'm sure there's probably more niche stuff than that, but you're going pretty, pretty broad, actually, um, which is quite interesting from an SEO perspective. And that's because your strategy is effectively to be a highly reputed, trusted website that people click on, spend a lot of time on, you generate links from Google, and that enables you to rank against um, against yeah against high quality brands, right? But this is an interesting. That's a really interesting point because, um, like the choice of the keyword, this is something that we've learned, um, mm. and and maybe we should have learned this a lot sooner. Um, you got to understand where you where you can realistically compete. Like, are you punching too far above your weight? Punch above your weight, but mm. it's got to be realistic, right? So, right. Um, when we started, we were going for much more sort of long tail type um, um, keywords and content right. than we do now. Um, and over time, right. like, is it is it is it safe to visit X Y Z region or? What well, it? yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. Like, but, but, mm. very long tail type stuff. And as you, mm. as your domain authority, and the quality in the, of your site and everything else, as those metrics improve over time, mm. you stand a greater chance. Your 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 potential increases. Mm. And we noticed this accidentally. We're like, bloody hell! Look at that. We're we're actually ranking for some good keywords here. Like, maybe we can up our game a little bit, and then. Big focus, and I would. This is a, 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 a important piece of advice that I'd give. Um, like, I don't know what percentage, but a big percentage of your focus should be looking at what's all, what you've already got, what's your, what your existing content and your existing rankings, and how what what potential you've got there. Right before you go and invest a bunch of money on new content. You've probably got lots of opportunities in your existing site, um, and this was a process that we went through over the last couple of years. Like we suddenly realised, I say suddenly, this is quite a while ago, but we realised that we had mm. this potential. So there was a big program of going back through um, the existing content, updating, expanding, and just optimising for slightly more ambitious keywords. Um, mm. And so for that. The, the most useful tool in our arsenal is, is Google Search Console. Right. Um, and that is so useful. Like you can pay up for stuff like SEMrush and, and so on. Google Search Console will tell you everything you need to know. Yeah. Um, it will show you uh, what page is getting what impressions, what keyword is ranked in what position. If you've got a good page or a good keyword that is hovering you know just off the first page or just off the top five or just out of the top three um these are are where you want to be looking at i mean this is what this is this is this is what we've spent a lot of time doing um so what what obviously you had a certain ideas about how everything worked when you started right but what over the last six to seven years what are some i guess things that have taken you by surprise in running this business well, I think everything <laughs> I don't know <laughs> is all been a surprise. I think um so for the for the purposes of this conversation like the one thing that we we weren't fully prepared for 
Um, and our investors certainly weren't fully prepared for was just how long it was going to take. Mm. Um, and maybe I've, I'm under no illusion. I've, I'm aware that my knowledge and practice of SEO is quite narrow. Like beyond what I do, there is a whole world. Um, so when it comes to like all the stuff you can do with link building and outreach and PR and we've we've never really done any of that we've followed like the left we played to google's tune it's like investing your content everything else will come and that's that's not true really um like google has a a very clear agenda in 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 spreading that myth um so yeah we like literally in the last 12 to 18 months has our organic traffic picked up to a point that the business financially stable and and we can make like decent long-term decisions and predictions on how we how we're going to grow it and uh, you know ironically enough that was just after we bought our investors out this started to come together so that was quite fortuitous for us but it just took so long, man. It took so long. And I remember mm. we were celebrating our first uh, milestone was three days straight of 100 organic uh, uh, visitors per day. Wow. And that, and that was a big celebration for us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, now we're on something like 70, 75,000 users per month. Yeah. Um, so we've come along. I mean, that's not organic. That's all, all, all users, but we've come a long way. Um, I just didn't realize how long it was going to take. And it, that, mm. that cost us like a lot of, of capital that cost us a lot of, I mean, money capital, but also just mm. with relationships with, with our, with our investors. That was a very difficult time. Um, uh, you know, I, it's the sort of thing I, I don't like. Sort of self congratulate. A, a, a rational person would have given up a long time ago. Right. So allow me to congratulate you because <laughs> effectively, so effectively, what you're what you're saying is, you know, it's like what have you learned about? Con- you know, I'm asking you about like what tips can you give to, to people who think about doing content or whatever, and it's a bit of a case of almost like don't do it. <laughs> right? It's a, this is a very tough journey, um, especially with all the brands you're competing against. Like you want, you might want to try, but you first you have to understand that number one, the content's going to be incredibly high quality to even have a chance. Number two, it's going to take a long time to see any sorts of returns, no matter if you're Horizon Guides or Bob's Scotland Guides, right? Yeah. Um, and and so on and so forth. And um, having having you know, in tourism isn't. Tourism is almost never easy. Um, so yeah, congratulations on 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 sticking yeah, well, it out. You have. You've got a fantastic website, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, we're finally at a point now where, where we, you know, we can just breathe a little bit. Actually, I mean, it kind of like we got to this point at the end of last year, and we're like, do you know what? We can we can breathe a bit, um, and then everyone started talking about AI. That's <laughs> like the next. We got through COVID, and it was like, okay, we're this is going to be smooth sailing now, and so everything's. Everything's solved, and and now, and yeah, now here we are. But 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, AI is obviously going to change the landscape somewhat, right? It's one of these things that's hard to predict. Um, yeah, it's almost, yeah. it's it's borderline. I mean, ChatGPT was like six, at the time of recording was six months ago. ChatGPT 3. Have I got uh, that wrong? Just like November, wasn't it? Just yeah, five. Months. End of last year. Yeah, yeah. And now ChatGPT 4, but like the quality of the content you're putting out, I, I think um, you're going you're gonna to struggle to get there with um, AI right now. Um, and I mean, that's self-evident. Uh, even if you, you, you're an absolute ninja prompt, you're a ninja at doing prompts on ChatGPT 4, you're still yeah. going to struggle. Like I'm getting a lot better myself at prompting yeah. ChatGPT, yeah. but if you just ask it straight out, I want a high quality travel guide to XYZ place, yeah. you're going to get the most generic piece of shit content yeah. ever, right? That, to get it to give you something good is hard, you're going to say? Yeah, right. I agree completely. Um, but we're, that's, we're talking about today's yes. reality, not yes. next week, sure. let alone next year or, you know, five years time. Um that's going to be it's going to look very different right so how are you going to approach that do you have any idea at the moment or like we've we kind of racked our brains and our done a lot of soul searching um about all of this and i I, how do i say this without making it just sound like it's kind of stubborn pig-headedness but like we're just gonna we all we can do is double down on what we what we are good at and what makes mm-hmm. us different mm-hmm. um so we're not in a panic to to make any tr- drastic pivots right. um how do you how do you detect this is one thing that is on my mind though like looking at this right this this writing how will you know if one of your writers is getting a bit lazy right starts using the chat gpt4 engine or quillbot or whatever is this going to be something that you're going to be seeing yourself working through as a challenge relatively soon or Possibly, but this is the thing. So I mean, so actually, qualify that. Like we're already do, we're already using um, GPT to help us to spec out briefs and help us outline. Mm-hmm. So but this is what I mean by we we can only folk we can only double down on what makes us different and what what makes what what we're good at. And so when we we try and we're not always, we don't always do this successfully, and this could be transferable to other op- to operators and other people who want to look at their content um there's no point for us or for anyone really in just hashing out churning out another generic article on x on trekking in nepal um or whatever it might be because that stuff is already like you could run that search into google and you're going to get half a million pages of results and everyone is saying the same thing. Um, And that is what ChatGPT is learned from and it will do an excellent job of rehashing and reformulating that information. Um, And by all means, you could take that and you could stick it on your website and maybe Google can detect it or not. I don't know. Um, What we do and what anyone should be doing, really, if they're looking at content as a as a as a marketing channel, is like what isn't out there? What is what? Where are the gaps? Like what is not? What's missing in that five hundred thousand pages of results? Um, and that's the the thing that an AI cannot do. An AI cannot mm. 
invent new knowledge for the internet and AI cannot add to the sum of online knowledge and AI can do all sorts of things, but there are certain things that it can't, that, that it can't do. Yeah. Yeah. So when we take pages of GPT content and give it to our contributors and say, okay, this is what the internet knows. Now you tell us what something new or something contrarian or some disagree with disagree with that. You know, is this the best way to get to Machu Picchu? Um, or is there a, a different way, a better way? Is there new, are there new facts that didn't exist when this stuff was, you know? Ah, yeah. Also, so much of what passes for travel content nowadays is written by people who have never been to the place. Right. So if like activity is almost like the, if you got, it's not the, the Google contains some of all human knowledge. ChatGPT right. is almost like the average of all human knowledge. Right, right, yeah, yeah. In many ways, yes. right? Yeah. So it's a million think... point or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, like, you, you got it right. Um, uh, for probably 10 years now, people have been spamming the internet with desk research travel content. Um, you know, and all AI is doing is, do, is automating desk research of your content. Um, and so, like the what we're trying to do, we, as I say, is we don't always get it right, um, mm. but this has given us impetus to to do better. Is uh, like what what does a, what what does a a user forget Google forget all what does a our user want and need to know, and what can we give them? What can we tell them? And what can we tell them that's a bit different or a bit opinionated or contrarian so uh you can go to chat gpt and you can say you know um can you recommend i mean this is this is a, a live example um so one of our we have a, a q a function that we're testing at the moment so readers can ask our contributors uh for advice mm. um kind of like an alternative to an ai chatbot um, okay. So, for example, uh, can you can you uh, recommend? I uh, go, go, go to South Africa on safari. I want to visit a tribe. Can you recommend something? Um, only if it's not um, like a tourist trap. Um, and so the answer might be, do you know what? Don't do it. You put that into ChatGPT. It's going to say, sure, you could do this, 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 and this, and that. Our answer might be, do you know what? Like human safari is uh, is distasteful and it's rarely done very well. We advise you not to do it. Um, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, it, it, there are lots and lots of things that you need. People want an expert with direct knowledge and ex experience and subjective opinions. They want to hear that. Um, and that's kind of what we're focused. That's what we're focusing, uh, our response to AI and chat GPT. That's, that's the, the, the nucleus of our response. Right. Um, uh, I was going to ask you something else, but then I Googled human safari. So I actually hadn't heard that term <laughs> before. And I'm like totally thrown what I've seen. Jesus Christ. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. This tasteful is an understatement. Um, but yeah, I can imagine how someone would picture it differently. Um, so 
Uh, are there any particular destinations that have taken you by surprise? In terms of the level of popularity on on your website or otherwise? Um, not. Nothing particular? Not really. The what trends are you seeing? Well, again, like, it, got, it sort of works in the other direction. Like, yeah. there, there are no surprises really because for the for the last while we've been we've kind of focused on the the destinations, but more so the themes that we know um, work for us. Um, so, like trekking. Um, and walking holidays and hiking um, it's just a theme that, that really fits our model quite nicely there's lots and there are lots of operators out there um, it's a really good ecosystem um, but also it's the sort of thing that people need quality information and guidance on um, so we've done a lot of um, we don't really think in terms of destinations we think in terms of activity or experience and then we're like okay so hiking and trekking and walking holidays in europe the uk ireland morocco chile right and that sort of thing. okay so walking is obviously uh it's always been a thing but it's it's really growing i guess in the last 10 years i've definitely felt a certain wave of that are there any other niches that you're seeing really really easy? Coming to the fore, the way that our business runs, we we're sort of reactive. We see yes. what we see what's happening, and then we'll respond to that. Mm. So actually, we're probably sometimes the the last people to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. How much is it? I actually didn't ask you. How much does these clicks cost on your website? At the moment, it's a, yeah, sure. It's a flat. It's a flat one dollar twenty, one twenty US per click. Okay. And um, what's the feedback been like from the operators that are getting those clicks? Um, so we have a handful of partners that we work with quite closely, and we see on the, the analytics on their side, a, a small handful of partners, people like Calpac, and uh, there are some of the people we work with for a long time. Um. And we can see how our traffic behaves once it leaves our platform and gets to to their site, and it compares like pretty favorably um, to to a like a standard PP, PPC like Google Ads, um, Google Ads type click on in terms of conversion rates and and so on. So that's like where we where we present ourselves. It's where we pitch it. Into a, a Google Ads click, right? And when, where are people sending this traffic typically? Are they to the homepage or to like the no. tool that's most relevant to the guide? That's yeah. So we we try we try to encourage partners to to deep link to the tour on to the specific tour. Mm. Um, I mean, we're not. It's not. It's, it's, it's quite flexible already. We you can you, we can link to home pages. We can link to sort of category destination pages on their site. Um, but by and large, it's it's to a tour page. Like the the users by this point are pretty well qualified. Yes, 
yeah, their heart, um, their heart, their hearts are racing a little bit. They're feeling a little bit of that wanderlust yeah. buzz, right? Now is the perfect time to show them an itinerary. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, like, if you're doing a, if you're running a PPC campaign for your own site, you might prefer to send them to an into a category page or an index page or something. Um, from there, they would go to an itinerary and so on. But we kind of shortcut some of those steps. Well, I'll ask, I'll throw it back to you because I gave you right. a poor answer to to um, to to the emerging trends. Like, what should we be you'd be looking for aware of. Mm. I guess what I'm curious about, I think there's different, there's different, there's different niches, but there's almost different types of niches as well, right? So um, active adventures. So within active adventures, you have you know cycling, walking, um, trail running, like running, trail running, is starting to become a bit of a thing. I don't know how much it's going to become of a tour company thing though, but I've noticed that as a trend. But like you put away, like um, you know, you've got culinary, you've got active yeah. adventures, you've got this and that, right? Those are kind of types of adventures. But there's also also kind of like types of people, like uh, demographics. So we we we're, we're a company that we've got you know Patch Adventures as our lead brand at the time of recording, eleventh of April, twenty twenty three, and that's a women focused travel brand, right? Yeah. And so that's a so um, I think demographic based niche travel or even like we you combine one with the other women walking women cycling yeah. or it could be it doesn't have to just be women focused of course but that's the that's where my headspace is personally i think that's going to be an interesting space in in the world we live in i'm not sure for businesses like yours how much it's going to overlap because seo right you're like the amount of people who are searching for community sort of demographic sort of bases you kind of reach them in other ways like we mostly promote via facebook Right. I just don't know how many people are Googling women only adventures in Morocco. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's, that's another category of niches, I guess. And then in my head, I'm just kind of wondering like what other categories of niches are there? Yeah. Right. Um, it's, um, it's yeah, it's a question. Um, but I think uh, one of the, one of the things that, um, that we are, like, I've always been mindful of this is, is, um, we, we, there's a big risk of us getting trapped into chasing the existing demand. Mm. Um, and, and we've kind of tried to, to, to adjust like, so we'll create some content on like Machu Picchu, for example, it, mm. lots of people visit Peru. They, they don't even know that Machu Picchu is in Peru. They're going to see Machu Picchu. Um, they don't really know where that, you know, um, mm. but I, I, I used to I lived in Peru for four years. I know how like, vast and varied and diverse a country that is and how short sold it's been by tourism for this, like almost, you know, everything is eclipsed by Machu Picchu. Um, so we'll, we'll do like the Machu Picchu content cause that's what people are searching for. But then alongside that, we'll have three times as much about everything else. Um, and you know, so sometimes it's, it doesn't really make sense because like people aren't really, there's no, there's not a huge amount of search for that. It's sometimes it, it there can be some long tail search. Hmm. Um, but, true, yeah. yeah, like sort of ch chasing the existing demand rather than 
working on generating new demand. I think this is a big problem for tourism in general. Uh, this is where apparently I read the over the concept of over tourism is is now out of fashion. But um, uh, I think this is this is a big problem. Like I didn't realize that. <laughs> Yeah, it depends. I think it does depend a little bit of the types of businesses you're growing. Um, I think the the fact that so obviously we have the established business, established kind of verticals, you might say, of travel that you know someone decides I want to go to Italy. I search for information about Italy. I bump into two operators to do Italy. Right. That's yeah. If we talk about categories of niches, right, and then um, and then obviously where there's like community builders, like, which is what we're doing. Right. And that, that changes the game a little bit. We're taking these people to places they've never even considered going. Right. Yeah. So we've just yeah. launched a trip to like the back blocks of like a walking trip of the back of the back blocks of the, of Laos. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. most of the people who come in as inquiries, we're not even considering Laos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even if they were, we're taking to a place in Laos they've never even heard of. Right. So I yeah. think community sort of driven, or that's what I mean, like kind of demographic sort of driven kind of creates that opportunity to take yeah. people to places that are less on the beaten path. And actually for a business like ours, the economics of that actually work out better because we're not paying, you know, that you want to go right. take, to pay, take people to Sicily, right? Yeah. East coast is more expensive yeah. than West coast. Well, great. We're going to take people to the West coast, right? Yeah. And have a, and it'd be slightly healthier for us on a margin perspective. And you know, the West coast is less touristed anyway. So yeah, yeah, it actually something that's kind of naturally occurring in the world of tourism without anyone needing to put their thumb on the scale, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. One, one, one thing I want to put to you then, uh, we're 49 minutes in, but it's something I've been cooking around a, a little bit as an idea. I think people do this already, like they, this idea of like building it and then they will come. Like people will build yeah. a, <clears throat> they build like a resort, right? That's time on a tradition of multimillionaires, right? Go go find some pristine island and make it not pristine yeah, anymore. Yeah. Right. And, um, keep it pristine, but for the gigantic resort, you can yeah. give it. Yeah. Right? Um, then, but people started to build walking trails, right? We're talking to people, someone right now who's just finishing off building a walking trail and we're going to be the first, um, brand to market it. Right. Right. Like, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, peaks, peaks of the, I don't know if you, I think you guys have written about peaks of the Balkans, but peaks yeah. of the Balkans is a, a, is another trail that's come up in the last 15 years, but that's uh -huh. the dude who developed it. Right. Yeah. So I think I think the thing that 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 is in between the community thing and the, the two things I've just mentioned is a narrative, right? Someone needs to pick a place and develop some sort of narrative around it. Yeah. Right? Be just literally here's a trail, here's a name, boom. At least it's yeah. got a name now, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you go, then you have another destination that you yeah. can like take 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 some of the edge of the tourism over tourism thing off. I don't know. Those are a couple of thoughts that I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there are some people that, yeah, I can think of a, I can think of a few really good examples of that happen. Like in Peru, again, Capacnan, like everyone knows the Inca Trail. Um, mm -hmm. What they don't realize is the Inca Trail, what we what we call the Inca Trail is this tiny segment of a vast network of, of Inca roadways. And there are um, a handful of operators who are taking all of the risk to develop that as a as a thing and, and yes. this is amazing project like con contributing to the conservation of this stuff and turning it into a into a, a an, an experience that people can go and do you know how i heard about that matt what's that and you, you, you posted about it on, on LinkedIn. oh uh, yeah yeah well, you, you commented about yeah. it on linkedin so yeah. i think intrepid has an alternative sort of inca trail that's it yeah so so, so intrepid so yeah so so it sounds like sort of the big operators the of, yeah. 
are, are getting on board. But for years now, like there have been people on the ground, um, independent tour operators, travel companies, um, on the ground building this from zip, from nothing, right? Yeah. Um, as a product and um, very conservation focused. Um, and there's people like in, in the Caucasus, like the Trans-Caucasian Trail. Hmm. Um, like people, this is, this is kind of- Zagros Trail? Have you heard about Zagros Trail? I don't know if I have, no. Kurdistan um, in Iraq. So oh, okay, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A similar kind of deal to Trans-Caucasian Trail. Yeah. Um, it's being developed from scratch. Yeah. A similar sort of thing. Yeah. And um, that's quite cool, right? It doesn't have to be walking trials either, right? Someone can just pick a town and just develop a really cool culinary school in that town and drive people who want to learn yeah. Italian culture into that town. That yeah. can also happen. I think um, I think one thing that you said kind of just reminded me of something else, though, is that like pretty much all the tourist traps nowadays, we're not tourist traps forever, right? Someone had a uh-huh. developed a vision for that place, created a narrative around that place. Yeah. Someone or a group of people are just kind of... Yeah. Obviously, in many ways, it's kicked off, but there are many places around the world where this has been done successfully to the point where yeah. they forget that they had their origin story, right? Yeah, there was a yeah, point yeah. in history where no one was walking the Inca Trail. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the inter- the history of the Inca Trail is quite interesting. Like, uh, yeah, yeah it, it, like its development has, has tr- its development as a tourism product has driven its cons- conservation. So, but then... There's, you can have too much of a good thing, clearly. Right. Um, right. So if we can have one Inca Trail, I mean, G Adventures has Lara's Trek or something. Is that right? Yeah. That's the name of their trail? Yeah. So there's multiple yeah. trails kind of swatting around yeah. in Peru. Yeah. Um, it's like something, you used to live in Peru, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is where I started in tourism. Like, yeah. Um, right. We're doing we're doing the interview the typical podcast <laughs> interview in, in, in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a boring story. It's the least interesting of all. Yeah, right. uh, so it's gonna lead. Okay, it's the least interesting. Okay, tell me every single detail. <laughs> I must listen. <laughs> so you still live in you still live in Peru, basically, and that's how you got your start yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a food. In, it's a food in Lima as good as they say it is. The best, probably some of the best food. That I've well, it's a hard thing to say. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty bloody good. good. Yeah. Um, you've been you're spending too much time with Americans, man. You were just about to start going off on this. Like, I know. Yeah. Well, you live yeah. their life, and you remembered you were met, British, and you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's gonna get carried away. I met my. <laughs> I actually met my wife, who is American, in Lima. So I've got that. In, I've got that influence on. Ah, uh, right. Hyperbole. <laughs> Oh, shout out to all our American listeners. Like, I swear I hang so far. Uh, uh, this is like the ninth or tenth conversation that I've recorded so far. I swear I'm hanging shit on Americans or America in some way in like every second yeah. episode. I actually love America in so many ways. It's just too tempting. It's just too easy a bait to take. Too easy. Too easy. Yeah, too easy. Yeah, exactly. I said, not fair. Yeah, exactly. You're right. It's not fair. It's not fair. There's poor old Americans <laughs> um, who are listening and <laughs> you have to take it again. Um <laughs> So, uh, awesome dude. Well, yeah, good chatting. So, um, I don't know, like I want to, I want to keep this little spread going. Like I've, I'll ask one or two minutes, right. If you had to develop your own, um, tourism project, like trail, whatever, right. If you had to pick a place in the world that you think needs to have a bit more of a a spotlight shone on it, could you think of a name? I, I'm so bad at this sort of thing. I, Mm. 
I, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could. It, the, I could, the the only thing I can do is is talk from, um, is talk from my experience. I, if if mm. if I was going to focus on anything, it would be something like what I was talking about in Peru. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm you bad on the, Oh, you're pretty bad on the on the on the yeah, on coming. Yeah, I'm more of a slow thinking. Right. So, where's your next holiday to? Um, Do you have a tour booked yourself? So, um, we've just had our second child. Um, so, where are we going to get away to next? If if we get away this summer, it will be to, back to Greece. We were we went to Halkidiki in Greece last last summer. Very nice, good for the kids. Um, I have so many of our partners say, you've got to come out to like, you know, Tajikistan. You've got to mm-hmm. come out, come and see us in Nepal. Yeah. Give me 10 years and we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment, Greece, Greece yeah. and a few camping trips, uh, here in, uh, in England is probably the best yeah. stretch. Yeah. I've got similar requests for me to go to Uzbekistan and I'm yeah. going to Iran, I'm going to Iran in a few weeks. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, we're hitting in, in, in a time limit. So, uh, Matt, being lovely, lovely to chat, um, horizonguides.com, correct? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. And you're on LinkedIn as a LinkedIn influencer. Yeah. So yeah. just uh, shaking the foundations of the industry with your hot yeah. takes. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's, it's yeah, he's, he's a worthy follower. He's the best way to put it. Uh, let's okay. go back to British style. Uh, he's a worthy Yeah, right. All right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Hey, thanks for having me. Really, really. Thank you very much, Matt. Yeah, appreciate it.